scripture is Jeremiah 23 and 3. Jeremiah 23 and 3. Jeremiah 23 and 3. Come on, I need y'all to help me today. It says, I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I've driven them and bring them back to their pasture, and they will be fruitful and increase in number. Praise the Lord. Anybody receive that today? Who is that talking about? That's talking about you. That's talking about me. Come on. The Bible says, John 10 and 10, the thief cometh to kill, steal, and destroy. But I come, this is Jesus Christ, that you'd have life and have it more abundantly. God's plan and will for your life is for you to prosper. Oh, y'all don't like that. Come on. It's for you to prosper. Somebody say, God's plan for me is to prosper. Amen. God's plan isn't for you to be broke. Amen. 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 Say that. God's plan for me is not to be broke and is not to be sick. Come on. It's not to be depressed. Come on. It's not to be oppressed. But God's plan for me is to prosper. Thank you, Jesus. God's plan for me isn't to be in conflict with everybody everywhere I go. Come on, God's plan is not for me to be in a place of isolation where nobody loves me and understand me and care about me. God's plan for me is to have the abundance of everything that he is and that he has and he is love. Amen. I know some of y'all went to church and y'all met some mean folk. Amen. It's some folk in church mean as a bulldog dog. Y'all don't want to hear about it. Amen. Amen. But that's not God. Come on. He says, come on. He come that we would have life and have it more abundantly. Come on. We don't come in here. Amen. To dress you up and dress you down. Come on. We come to speak life into you. Come on. We come to speak life over you. Oh, bless the name of God. This ain't a place where you come to get cursed. This is a place where you come to be blessed. Come on, I know some of y'all go sit in places where they sit and wing curses out over the pulpit. Amen. I've been somewhere where they did that. And I was not, when I heard that, that was time for me to go. Amen. I was in a church one time. He told me, if you don't tithe, you're going to hell. The word didn't say that. Come on. Now, if you don't tithe, you are hindering some of the blessings of God. Amen. But you're not going to hell. Amen. And so sometimes we don't realize we have curses that have been spoken over us and we have come into agreement with those things. Amen. Because we have more faith in the man than we do in the message that come from the word of God. What did the word say? I'm going to preach. What did the word say? Go to Genesis. I'm going to preach. I promise. Genesis 22. Genesis 22, 15 through 18. See, time is short, and time is far spent, and we've allowed the enemy to wreak havoc in too many places and to keep us away from what God has purposed for us to have right here. Amen. For he's purposed us to be right here, what he's purposed us to experience right here. The Bible says in Genesis 22 and 15, it says the angel of the Lord called again to Abraham from heaven. And this is what the Lord says, because you've obeyed me and have not withheld even your son, your only son. I swear by my own name that I will certainly bless you 
I will multiply your descendants beyond number, like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies. Oh, that's enough to shout right there. Come on, this is the word of the Lord. He spoke to Abraham, amen, but it's also to us because we are the children of Abraham. Why are we the children of Abraham? Abraham ain't my grandpa, my granddad, amen, but Abraham was the first person, the Bible says, that believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. And so he is the one that set the pattern in front of us and the precedence of faith and trust and walking in divine prosperity and wholeness. And the promise that Abraham received from the Lord in verse 17 of Genesis chapter 22 was, I will certainly bless you. You are experiencing anything different. If you have received and accepted anything different, it's not of God. Come on. He says, I certainly will bless you. He didn't say, I will certainly cause you to win the lottery. He did not say, I will certainly cause you to be a millionaire. He says, I will certainly bless you. Somebody say, the Lord bless you. Come on, that's what you need to say to somebody when they're fussing you out and talking crazy. The Lord bless you. Come on, the Lord keep you. The Lord calls his face to shine upon you. Be gracious unto you and give you peace. Some of, some of us got to change our language. See, we fight the way the world fight. Amen. We know how to talk and tell somebody off. Amen. But we need to learn how to declare what the word of the Lord says. He says here to Abraham, I will certainly, come on, this wasn't something that God was questioning or thinking about doing. This was fixed. Somebody say it's fixed. He says, I will. And this was not something that he says, I might or I should. He said, somebody say, I will. Come on, God will bless you. Come on, God will heal you. God will deliver you. God will set you free. God will save you. God will give you a purpose and destiny. Somebody say, I serve a God that will. Y'all not responding good as I'm preaching today. Come on, he says, I will certainly bless you. Come on now. I know you coming into this place and you've heard different things, but the Lord says, as he said to Abraham, he says to us, I will certainly bless Anthony. I will certainly bless Ashley. I will certainly bless John and Sally and Susie. I will certainly bless you. Somebody say he's talking about me. Not only is he talking about you, but he's talking about your family. He says, I will certainly bless you. He says, I will certainly multiply your descendants beyond number. And then he says, like the stars of the sky and the sand on the seashore, metaphorically, that's something that cannot be counted. Now, I know we got birth control, but he's going beyond, amen, our procreation, and he's talking about legacy. Come on, he's talking about generational blessing. Come on, and anybody in here today, amen, tired of inheriting and coming into mess and the mistake and coming into less? Come on, don't you know God has more for you? God has more for your family. He's got more for your marriage. He's got more for your business. Come on, he's a God that knows how to multiply. Somebody say multiplication. Amen. Now, that's what I'm talking about, multiplication. Somebody say multiplication. Now, in elementary school, they taught us math, and they teach us how to add, how to subtract, how to divide, and how to multiply. Praise God. Amen. And God knows how to do all those things. Amen. In the arithmetic in our life, he knows how to add. 
Amen. Praise the Lord for that. Amen. But he also know how to subtract. Thank God for that. Come on. He says, I come that you'd have life and have it more abundantly. He says, I come and I surely will deliver you from the fowler, the pestilence, and the thing that flies by day and by night. He says, I will bless you. He says, I will keep you safe. He says, I will defeat and I have defeated the enemy. He says, you have victory. He says, you an overcomer. He will subtract things that you don't need or that are there to destroy you and to keep you away from his purpose and his plan. He also know how to add. Amen. Come on. He says goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Anybody need that? Anybody need peace? Anybody need joy? Come on. Somebody say thank the Lord for addition. Amen. He know how to divide. Come on. I like division because it seems like mathematically that that's a bad thing, but it's a good thing because it takes what's one and it makes it two. Then it makes it three and four and five. Amen. And so sometimes, amen, what the enemy meant for evil, God turns it around for our good. And you think just because you went through something and you lost something, you really came out with more because, come on, God brought you out. Amen. He brought you out, not broke, not sick, but with the testimony of how he was able to provide and supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory when you were having a hard time. He knows how to divide but then he also knows how to multiply, and I like that. Amen. I like the multiplication of God. He says, I will multiply your descendants beyond number. Then he says, your descendants will conquer the cities of the enemies. And then he says in verse 18 of Genesis chapter 22, through your descendants, all of the nations of the earth will be blessed, all because you have obeyed me. Now, before I shout and jump and holler, amen, I want to give you the fourfold Abrahamic covenant promise. That's what I'm talking about, multiplication. But here there's a fourfold Abrahamic covenant promise that we must understand as a believer that we have access to by faith in Jesus Christ. Somebody say that. There's a fourfold Abrahamic covenant promise that the Lord has for my life. Okay, the first one is I will bless you. Come on, what is the first part of the fourfold Abrahamic covenant promise? He says, I will bless you. Thank you, Lord. I like that. Will is present and future. I will. That word will and bless comes from the word barak in the Hebrew. It means to kneel down. It means to kneel down. And what does that mean? It means heaven touches you where you are with what you need. And so the Lord come to bless you. When you come to church today, you ought to come. I come to get a blessing from the Lord. And what does that mean? That doesn't mean somebody's going to put $20 in your hand or say something to you about tomorrow. But it, what it means is that God is with you. He is for you. And he thinks mindfully enough to come down from where he is and give you access to the Holy Ghost and his presence. Amen. And somebody say to bless you. Woo, bless the name of God. He says, I will bless you. That means I will kneel down. That means I will come down. I'm God. I'm omnipotent. I'm omniscient. I'm all-knowing. I'm all-powerful. But I'm not big enough to come down to where you are and to let you know that I love you and I care about you and I want to see you blessed. I want to see you healed. I want to see you delivered. And I want to see you set free. That first part of that Abrahamic covenant promise is really supernatural increase, but to put it in plain English, is spiritual increase. 
Somebody say that number one, he says, I will bless you, but that spiritual increase. Come on, somebody say, I want spiritual increase. Come on, I want the Holy Ghost. Come on, I want miracles, signs, and wonders to happen where I am, where I go. How does that happen? Heaven has to touch you. We don't see supernatural transformation come through human intervention and human plan, but it comes when God get in something and when God get on something and when God lay his hand on you. Come on, and then all of a sudden what's bothering you, not bothering you no more. The pain that was in your body is not there no more. The sickness that the enemy put on your life, it goes away. Come on, the brokenness that was in your heart all of a sudden is healed come on the grief that you're going through then experience all of a sudden that grief you're able to bear it because you had a place and you are under the Abrahamic covenant promise that I will bless you which means that you will have spiritual increase amen you won't have a decrease of the presence of God I declare to you in this season as you're walking through right now I don't care how tough it is or how big things are, how much problems you're having, spiritual increase is yours now in the name of Jesus. Woo, praise the name of the Lord. I don't know about you, but there's some things I can't do in my humanness. I thank the Lord for the college degree. I thank the Lord for the job. I thank the Lord for the house. I thank the Lord for the cross, but there's some strongholds I need the Lord to break down. Woo, over my life. There's some people in my family that are not saved, need to be saved. Come on, I'm looking for a supernatural, spiritual increase of God. There's some folk got to mental issues, need to be delivered. Come on, there's some things going on in my body, need to be turned around. Come on, there's some things going down on my street. There's some things I've read about on the news where the enemy is wreaking havoc. But I believe God have called me into a place of fourfold Abrahamic covenant promise that says, I will bless you. Oh, come on, you ought to touch somebody and tell them supernatural spiritual increase is coming to your house. Come on, supernatural spiritual increase is coming in your mind. Supernatural spiritual increase is coming into your body, into your family. Hallelujah, praise the name of God. Come on and praise him right now. And listen, I'm talking about the more of God. Some of us, we've experienced supernatural increase. We've seen a spiritual increase of attack. Listen, but don't you know as soon as God starts to bless, the enemies start to battle. That's why you see missiles flying around the world in Israel right now because the enemy know God's about to pour out his spirit like he said in Joel chapter 2 and 28, upon all flesh. You see the devil trying to wreak havoc. Come on, but I believe God's getting ready to do something big. Come on, I believe we're about to see a supernatural spiritual flow of God come like never before. The drought you've been in, the season you've been going through, the hard time, the dry space you've been in. Come on, it's about to get wet with the glory of God. Come on, somebody say, he said it. I believe it. That said is it. I will bless you. I I don't care what the judge say. I don't care what the doctor say. I don't care what the boss say on your job. I don't care what the commentator said on the news. The Lord said, I'm, he says, I will bless you. Come on, that means I'll save you first. Come on, the first key to blessing is a relationship with God. Come on, you got to confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That sounds like supernatural increase because it's a release from the plan of the enemy. It's a release from the purposes of darkness. It's a release from brokenness. It's a release. 
Thank you, Jesus. He says, I will bless you. Woo. Somebody say, the Lord says, I will bless you. Come on, I will heal you. I will set you free. I will break generational curse. Uh, come on, he says, I will bless you. Come on, I will help you. Come on, I will heal you. I will bring you out. I will give you a greater portion of my spirit. He says, I will give you a greater portion of my peace and my joy and my love. I will bless you. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know what you've been praying about. Amen. But the key to the blessing of Abraham is obedience to the word. Come on. Abraham didn't just get this, amen. It wasn't nothing that he necessarily did because he couldn't save himself, amen. But he had faith in God. The verse 16 says, because you obeyed me and have not withheld your son, I swear by my own name. Come on, God is looking for somebody in faith right now that says, I don't care what it costs me. I don't care what I have to do. I don't care where I have to go. I don't care what I have to lose. I believe and I trust God is going to make a way for me. Come on, I believe he is what Abraham said he was, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Come on, he took his son Isaac on the mountain. Chandler talked a little bit about it, amen. But he went into a place that was unfamiliar, and he came into a place of supernatural increase and blessing because he obeyed the word. Somebody say obey the word no matter what it costs. Come on, you might have to get up some stuff. And listen, I'm not going to tell you you might, you will. Come on, come on, you will have to let go of some things. You will have to let go of some people. Come on, you ain't got to kill nobody, amen, but you're going to have to cut some stuff off. Come on, you're going to have to place some stuff on the altar. Come on, you're going to have to place some hurts on the altar. You're going to have to place the past on the altar. You're going to have to do like Paul says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. But before I press, I got to forget those things which are behind me. Somebody, somebody ain't got forgot yet. Amen. You keep bringing up what happened five years ago. You keep bringing up what happened 50 years ago. But the Lord wants you to let go of it. Some of you are hindering the supernatural spiritual increase on your life because you hold grudges. Some of us are hindering and suffocating the supernatural release of God. Some of us are opening ourselves up to attack because we got something against somebody. Come on, you've got to close every door that's been opened that's blocking supernatural increase from manifesting in your life. You've got to ask God to take everything in you that's not like you out of me. You've got to say, Lord, deliver me, not just from material poverty and lack, but deliver me from supernatural, demonic strongholds and attacks. Thank you, Jesus. Time for us to do a root cause analysis. This is the promise of God. It's fourfold. I guess I'm not going to be able to deal with it all today. I want to teach all four pieces, but we're just going to deal with one at a time. Is that okay? Somebody say spiritual increase. Come on, multiplication. Come on, multiplication. Amen. The word there really was increase. The word there was increase. Increase. Increase in number by natural generation. A repetitive repeating of a process to become greater in size, amount, in number, in intensity. 
increase is to accelerate. Come on, some of you are getting ready to accelerate in God. Why? Because you're coming to a place of faith and obedience like never before where I'm not going to let go of the promises God has for me. I'm going to get rid of everything that's not like him. I'm going to lay aside every weight, the sin that either beset me. I'm going to run the race before me with patience, with perseverance, with love in my heart. Come on, and I'm going to accelerate. Somebody say, you're getting ready to accelerate. Come on, you're getting ready to be amplified. Come on, he's building you up. Come on, God is getting ready to escalate your ticket in heaven. Come on, your ticket is being escalated. Y'all know what happened. You call your job on IT, your computer ain't working, your password ain't working. Come on, you can't get your job done. You can't get to, you can't get to your files. Come on, you can't get to your stuff. Listen, some of us need to escalate, amen, in heaven. We need to escalate in prayer. We need to escalate in praise. We need to go to the throne of God. He says, I will bless you, but there's something holding you up. Come on, you've got help on heaven. You've got help from God. He says, I will kneel. He says, I will come down and see about your situation. Thank you, Jesus. I got a ticket that needs to be escalated. Anybody got something before the Lord? You need to escalate it. Lord, I need you to do it right now. I need you to fix it right now. I need your help right now. I need your strength right now. I need your peace right now. Come on, somebody say, I need increase right now. Come on, he says, I come to expand. That's what he told the remnant. He said, the year of advancement, of expansion. Come on, that mean increase. That mean what small get bigger. Come on, listen, listen. I don't want a bigger problem. I don't want a bigger mess, but I want a bigger understanding of who God is. I want a bigger picture of what God wants for my life. I want a bigger understanding and manifestation of the fullness of everything he had promised to me. And not just to me, but to my seed. Somebody say, your seed is blessed. God's intention is desire to bless his people. This is the central focus of his covenant relationship with us. Blessing is a declaration of favored status with God. Come on, you may not be on this person's nice list and this person's favorite list, but you on God's favorite list. Somebody say you on God's favorite list. Come on, you have supernatural favor with God. Why? Because of Jesus Christ. Blessing is a public declaration. Come on, God don't just bless you in private, but he come to bless you in public. Blessing of God gives power for prosperity and success. The blessing of God is a guide and motivator to pursue a course of life that is blessed. What does it mean to be blessed? Genesis 1 and 18 says God blessed them. This is what he did when he created us and said to them, be fruitful and increase in numbers. The NIV says, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, every living creature that moves on the ground. He said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. Govern it. Come on. What's not, what aren't you governing? What's governing you? What's been governing your thought life? What's been governing your prayer life? What's been governing your relationship with God? It's time for us to come under the authority of Jesus. Come on. When you get under the government plan of God, come on. He's passed a bill for you. He's passed legislation in heaven. Come on. He's written your name down in the book of life. Come on. You have the victory in the name of Jesus. I don't care what things look like. I don't care how things are hard. 
I don't care what kind of charge you are having. He says, I will bless you. <coughs> Praise the Lord. He says, rain over the fish, the birds, the animals. The Amplified says God blessed them, granting them certain authority. You have certain authority. Do you realize it? Come on. You have certain authority. When you obey the word of God, you have certain authority. When you come into agreement with the plan of God, you have authority. Come on. You have authority. You have authority. Come on. The devil can't come into your house and disrupt and bring chaos. You've got victory in Jesus' name. You all tell the devil to get out of here. Leave my house. Leave my marriage. Leave my finances. Leave my children alone. Come on. You're going to list me alone on my job. Come on. You've got authority in the name of Jesus. Why? Because God had kneeled down. He had come down. Bible says he sent his son while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. He says he so loved the world he gave his only begotten son. Come on, he came down to bless us. He didn't just do it from a distance, but he says I'm going to put a human suit on. I'm going to step into a human body. I'm going to come into a fleshly place and deal with a human situation and bring my divine power and my divine spirit, my divine joy and my divine peace and provide access to you you for now thank you Jesus this wasn't a past statement this was not something restricted to the old testament this was not something restricted to the old covenant but he says I will which meant that means it keeps going and going and going the blessing haven't stopped come on Jesus is the same yesterday today and forever I'm living let you know you're not living in the wrong time. You're not living in the wrong month. You're not living in the wrong city. You're not living in the wrong state. And see, some of us, we think we move here, and if we move there, we'll get a blessing. But listen, God know how to bless you right where you are and give you right what you need. He says, I will bless you. Thank you, Jesus. You say, what about location? What about the location of your spirit person, your spirit man? See, you can change cities. You can change jobs. You can change husbands and wives. But if you have the mindset that's not delivered, you have a mindset that's not set free, you carry the same issues into the different situation. You carry the same issues into a new relationship. So let's get free. Let the blessing of God that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow to it. Listen, I'm tired of going through a cycle in a pattern where the enemy is wreaking havoc in my life. Come on, the Lord says, I will bless you. But I got to get healed and delivered. You can't do it by yourself. You got to give it to Jesus. You got to come to Jesus. Some of you are looking for your situation to change. You're praying and believing God for multiplication and increase. Amen. But you are going about it the wrong way. I want you to know church attendance is not enough. It's not what you do when you're here. It's what you do when you're not here. Come on. It's what's hidden. Amen. The Bible says, amen. And we look at Psalm. David said, create in me a clean heart. Renew in me a right spirit. Take not your spirit from me. Come on. Some of us need to ask God to do that before I move into a new home, before I move into a new career, before I move into a new relationship. 
relationship. Lord, do something inside of me first. Lord, do something in my heart. Do something in my mind. Let me get to such a place to where I go, wherever you send me. It don't do. It don't mean nothing for me to let go of this and let go of that because I've get go and I've gave it to God. Come on, I don't have to worry. I have to fret. What I've got to deal with, I know God is with me. He's for me, and He come to bless me. Somebody say He come to bless you right now. Yee, praise God. Now that's the whole word. I'm going to stop preaching. He come to bless you right now. Come on, stop listening to the lies of the enemy. God don't like you. They don't like you. The devil trying to kill you. You're going to die. Come on. You're going to lose your stuff. The Lord says, I will bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever you give up in God, <laughs> ain't nothing compared to where you're going. When you give it to Jesus, when you walk in faith, when you stop looking at what you can do and how you can do it, but you say, Lord, I trust you. Come on, I'm under the fourfold Abrahamic calmness. Number one was spiritual increase. Come on, how is your soul today? Amen. Some of you, you're doing well financially. Some of you, you're doing well academically. You're doing well maritally, but your soul ain't right. Your soul is vexed. You live in a dark place. You go home by yourself and you cry. Amen. Tears and there's no hope for you because your soul is in a place where it need to be healed by God. You haven't allowed heaven to touch you. You haven't allowed heaven to heal you. You're not having allowed heaven to deliver you because you're holding on to things that's blocking God from working from moving what areas of your life are undelivered unsealed unbroken see God had to break Abraham to a place where the very thing he asked him for he was willing to give it up and give it back where are you scattered he says I will gather the remnant I'll bring you to a place of increase you can change churches you can change zip codes but you've got to also change your way of thinking and feeling and believing and behaving. You can't do it without a touch from God. And it's been a long time. I'm not talking about when the preacher lay hands on you, but when is the last time Jesus laid his hands on you? Praise the Lord. Woo! Hallelujah. Praise God. When is the last time he touched you? Young people, I know they're out of here. You can put them in a new classroom. You can give them a new teacher, but they're going to have the same problems until their soul get right. Thank you, Jesus. You can't change by yourself. You need the Lord. You've got to let him in. You've got to make space for him. You've got to make room for God. Thank you, Jesus. Too many of us are functioning in our emotions. We are empty. We are waiting for the overgrow of God. But there's a spirit blocking that release. And sometimes that spirit is not something external, but a lot of times it's something internal. The greatest enemy you have is not the person across the street that's sitting on the pew across from you. It's you. You've got to give yourself to Jesus. The writer gospel said, amen, I decrease so that you can increase. Come on, you got to get out of the way. My Lord, today, supernatural increase is going to happen. Thank you, Jesus. 
God's promise to Abraham is God's promise to you. But what's hindering the blessing? What's blocking the supernatural increase of God? Some of you got gifts to heal. You've got gifts to touch people. You've got gifts to touch businesses and organizations and bring forth order and structure. But you can't do it in an undelivered place. That's what happened when they promote folk on your job. There's some folk good at what they do, but they crazy. And, and, and they got a problem with everybody. Can't get along with nobody. Amen. They making all the money. but causing all the problems. Don't you be the one that God promoting to a place, but you're broken and you haven't gotten healed. He says, I will bless you. You want to see the supernatural increase of God at work. You've got to let go of everyone and everything where the world has control in your heart, in your mind. Let's first experience an increase in supernatural manifestation of the power of God at work to heal and deliver every area of our life where the enemy wants to hide and he wants to take over. I want supernatural increase, but first I want God. I don't want to be materially blessed and mean and undelivered, not set free. Amen. What good is it to me in a place of influence and impact when I just spread my messy spirit everywhere because I haven't let God touch me? Y'all don't want to say nothing today. Come on. Amen. You can be anointed and you can be gifted. Amen. But if you don't get in a place and let God touch you and let God take out those things that are in you, amen, that are not right. And sometimes we religious and we self-righteous. You got to let God deal with that too. When the Lord touch you for real. Come on, you go around and you can love everybody. You can treat everybody right. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, I want multiplication. I want increase. But first, I want God. What good is it for me to have a million dollars and my mentality don't know how to handle it? Lord, touch me. Touch me. Heal me. Deliver me. What good is it for me to go in a relationship and I'm just as mean as a bulldog dog? Come on, what good is it for me to get in the place and I'm selfish? God, touch me. Come on, what good is it for me to come into this covenant relationship if we aren't in a covered covenant relationship with Christ? Y'all don't want to talk about this. Come on, come on, because see, when you're broken and when you're not healed, you take that unbrokenness wherever you go. And come on, it, it's just like a train. You think you got the door closed and you think you got your dress in the car and it's dragging down the street. And listen, it's got dirt all on it, tore up, holes in it. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, some of us need to let God do it. Let God fix it. Let God turn it around. Thank you, Jesus. The blessings of Abraham are yours. A lot of time we hear that. I used to hear that a lot. I was thinking about that mean I'm going to be blessed and God going to give me some stuff. But what he's first talking about more than anything is a place with him that's authentic, that's real, that's pure. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, we got to keep our heart pure. Supernatural increase. What happened? 
Come on, if we, we move forward, we amplify. But listen, and this happens a lot. That's why you got a lot of folk operating as warlocks and witches. And they call bishops and apostles and evangelists and prophets. Because we know what to do and we know how to do it. But we're doing it from an undelivered space. Come on, we still got hate for mom and dad and grandpa and the cousin and him. Come on, you got to give it to God. You got to get healed and delivered. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm going to open up this altar today.